Hello. Welcome to Drunken Time. The Travel. The Travel. This week we've been doing not much, apart from thinking of new ways to say Drunken Time Travel. Yes, and thinking of what we're not doing much of. Which is not much. <laughs> we're not doing much of not much. Does that mean we're doing everything? It fucking feels like it. So, shall we move on with the introductions then? Let's just do that. <laughs> Let's just do it. Just on my left, a man who once tried being a dinosaur for a while, but then realised he was afraid of flying. It's Irish Gav. And on my right, a man who thought he saw a dinosaur, but it turned out to be a large pigeon. It's English Gav. Hello. Hello. And welcome. What Again. What? Again. Stop welcoming people. I like to welcome... It's uh listeners. <laughs> Do you? Can we use the plural? <laughs> no. Well, yes, because we're both listening to this as we're doing mm. it. So, yeah. Okay, then. Our official tedious link beer is Londinium. It is indeed. It is from the Roosters. Is it? Brewing Company, yes. Is that the same? Yeah. Yes, we've had some of theirs recently-ish. Oh, you mean last time? <laughs> was it Was it last time? Yes. This is what we call forward planning. <laughs> so, yes, the story this time is invasion. Forward what? Forward planning. I think it's in the state agents. But anyway, this, uh, this, this, what do you call it? Podcast. Yes. This one is about invasion of the dinosaurs. Yes. And I believe... You have prepared, unusually, a synopsis for this occasion. Yes. It, it's some kind of one, anyway. Won't you take it away, Mr. King of Synopsis? Indeed, I shall. Epistory 1. Can I point out that it's not an epistory? It anymore. is. It is. It's not. It is. Okay, it is. You, you can't tell me what's an epistory and what's not. It is an epistory. It's an epistory. There's a scientific committee that decides what's never story and what isn't. Then this is one, so... Th- this isn't. It is. They have decided it Pl- is. Pluto isn't every story, but this isn't. This is. Epistory <laughs> 1. going to be a long day. The Doctor and Sarah Jane travel back in time to when London was black and white and had massive coins. Everyone has deserted the city apart from dinosaurs. Well, birds... Oh, and dinosaurs. This has left looters everywhere, which the Brigadier says aren't the problem. The problem is the Brigadier being rather vague. Say what the actual problem is, damn it! The Doctor and Sarah are arrested by the army as looters, but they escape custody only to, you guessed it, pass some time, as they're recaptured and sent on their way to the detention centre, only to run into a T-Rex instead. Epistory 2 While the soldiers attack the T-Rex, the Doctor and Sarah sneak off to hide in a garage, only to bump into a villager from King John's time, who then disappears. In what has turned out to be the local meeting point, the Brigadier turns up to explain that dinosaurs have been appearing and disappearing, so London was evacuated. The Doctor builds a stun gun so he can study one of the dinosaurs, while Evans goes to visit the scientists that are causing the time anomalies in secret, 
and they order him to sabotage the stun gun. As the doctor tests his gun on a dinosaur, it disappears and a T-Rex takes its place. The stun gun doesn't work. Episode 3 Evans gets hold of the gun and fixes it, stunning the T-Rex, which is then chained up at Unit HQ. Sarah remembers that Professor Whitaker, a scientist that went missing, was working on time travel and suspects him behind it all. General Finch, who's in charge of all things, and doesn't like the Doctor, sabotages the T-Rex chains while Evans sabotages the recording equipment. Sarah sets up a photo shoot with her axe. It breaks free and she's trapped, but the Doctor arrives in time to save her. Sarah decides that the uh, break is useless, so goes to see the Minister Charles Grover, Grover son, to find some evidence, but he drugs her and she wakes up in a spaceship set for another solar system. Epistory 4 Sarah is forced into the indoctrination, uh, the indoctrination package so that she will agree to the program. That is, the colonisation of a new planet. She's in one ship of a fleet that's on course to set up a new colony on another planet. In reality, they're in a bunker, which will be released, and they will be released in London once it's returned to a more natural state. Whitaker's actually worked out a way to reverse time so that humans never existed, apart from the select few. Meanwhile, the Doctor cruises London in his new ride, where he eventually finds the secret base and spends half an episode trying to break into it, but is caught and shown his way out. He also runs into a nickel baby dinosaur. Finch and Whitaker set up a trap for the Doctor and is caught activating a time edit and arrested. Epistory 5 The Doctor realises that Evans is a mole and Benton lets him escape so he can spend a whole episode cruising the countryside avoiding search patrols. Back on the fake ship, Sarah walks out of the airlock after realising something's wrong. The Doctor returning to London finds it overrun with dinosaurs. Epistory 6 yeah. Sarah goes back into the ship to explain to everyone the situation eventually bringing everyone out through the airlock and into the science lab to confront the scientists. Meanwhile, the Brigadier picks up the Doctor, where, back at HQ, Evans turns up and holds them all at gunpoint, but is eventually overpowered and the Doctor heads to confront the scientists. They activate the time machine anyway, but the Doctor reverses it and sends the scientists back to the Jurassic era. Of course, the Doctor is unaffected because time the end. Yes, yeah, so back in black and white England, there were some coins left on the floor that spilled out of piss. Absolutely massive. Well, mm, yeah. I was going to say this was pre decimalization but it wasn't because it was 1974. Yeah. Coins, yeah. although coins have got smaller, haven't they? Well, they have, yeah. Because the 50p used to be bigger. Yeah. And as did the 5. Yes. And the 10. Yes. I don't know about the 20 and the pound. Well, the pound didn't exist pre-1983. But there were still massive coins all over the floor. Maybe it was just when was collecting doubloons for some reason. That works. 
Maybe it was a milkman from like pirate times. It was brought forward in time. Maybe it was a milkman from the Jurassic era. Yes, it was all, all over the place. Because you can't just bring dinosaurs back. Surely somebody's gonna, somebody else is going to slip through. Well, funny you should say that. Yeah. It's like you're setting things up. Yeah, like the uh, the King John guy, <laughs> whoever he was. <laughs> that peasant from the King John era. Yes. What the, the fuck point <laughs> was that about? He called the doctor a wizard. <laughs> yeah, it turns up, calls him a wizard and then goes. Tries to kill him and then goes. I hate when people just turn up, call you a wizard and then fuck off him. I'd love it. Would you? Yeah. I'd like to be called a wizard. Well, maybe one day in an introduction I'll call you a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, next one? Yeah. It's highly likely uh, that's going to happen. Oh my right, a wizard. It's <laughs> 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 Thanks for writing that one for me. <laughs> it's it's English wizards. You also had a thought about the background track, I believe. Yes. Did you believe it, it was it very was, loud? <laughs> I that is what I believed. Wow. That's what I told you. But it was it was very loud, especially at the start. He almost had trouble hearing what people were saying. It's because you're old now, It's because you're old. No, he's not. He's not old. I'm straight. Yeah. No, no, I'm sure that was some guy who was in a band. Oh. I can't remember his name. The guy who was the streets. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Herman Trout. That's him. It's not him from Breaking Bad at all. In any way. Skinner. Uh, yes, you mentioned black and white in the synopsis. So it was black and white. It was a deserted London that they came to. I mean, I was just like, is this a Troughton episode? Yeah. And then just as Sarah stepped out, I thought, is that Troughton? <laughs> I thought, she just looked like him she she had the same mannerisms stepping out of me she looked and she would dress like him I thought I just thought it was Troughton for a second and then oh no that's Sarah <laughs> you wish it was Troughton um, I, I blame you for putting the thought in me <laughs> is it bad though that I miss black and white dogs review it just seems to work so much better in black and white I think being black and white, it gives it an excuse for being bad. <laughs> it's just, it's cosy. <laughs> and then especially now, now it's in colour, you expect it to be good, but when it's not, it's especially when you move to the second episode <laughs> and everything's in colour again, it's like Jesus! Did they just try and paint everything that's like primary colours? Well, that's a, a school fight. Primary school fight. Yeah, I've never mentioned but I mean. <laughs> uh, And then the doctor says at one point, Vandals, he says uh, Vandals were quite decent chaps because Sarah Jane talks about someone being Vandal or something. And I just thought I'd mention that, uh, that they got the reputation of, you know, the Vandals, that, that word, 
in our society, like because of the reputation due to sacking Rome. Um, but modern historians see them more as perpetrators of Rome and its culture, and not its destroyers. Mm. So there you are, bit of a drunken history, drunken history there for you. That didn't involve too much work for me. <laughs> and that's all you get, folks. <laughs> so I know why you're all here. It's because you want to talk about the dinosaurs. To hard luck. Hard luck, we're not going to mention them at all. Uh, yeah, mm. the dinosaurs. Jurassic World, this isn't. Certainly not. No. It's, it's more like a museum full of dinosaur statues. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur puppets. Cute dinosaur puppets. Yeah, that didn't that didn't help really. Every time you saw it, oh it appears to dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't terrifying in the slightest. Yeah. No matter how many uh, yeah. They were cute and as you as you said, uh, look like those from the chewy sets. <laughs> Which I've said it because that's exactly what they were modelled on. What, the Tewitt sides? Yeah. Where they were modelled on. Oh, God, I hope so. But <laughs> <laughs> they look exactly the same. Well, yeah, they, they look like they've got that slight smile and. <laughs> and uh, hatch from buildings. Like you yeah. said. Um, yeah, the, there were one point, it was just. Just slowly emerging from a building, <laughs> slowly destroying the mechanisms. Is, is he hatching from a building? <laughs> is that building an egg? Well, we don't know. Maybe that's what they were hatching from back in the olden times. Yeah, we weren't there. We uh, we don't know how it worked. We don't know. We don't know. We never saw it. No. The eggs could have been a decoy. Exactly. It was only 6,000 years ago. Lots of things have changed since then. Yeah. People spend all the time looking at the eggs over you dinosaurs. Take, you didn't even hatch take that them. bait. <laughs> They're there watching the eggs. The dinosaurs going to hatch out of that when all of a sudden they spring out of a building behind them. Yeah, that's what they always do. They're sneaky like that, dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, so you had dinosaurs in deserted London. You also had looters. Um, and what did these looters do? Well, what, they, they looted. You see, uh, uh, was it you that was saying that you don't understand, you don't see why, if the place was evacuated, there would be looters? I can't remember saying that. All right then, let's move on. Unless I was extremely drunk at some point, but I'm sure you were extremely drunk at some point. But not then. Um, I like that. I, I like can see why I would make that point, though, I think. Would, would you? What? It, it depends on the situation. If, if the world has gone. It depends what you're looting. If you're looting a TV. Yes, you did say this. In, yes. in post apocalyptic world. Why? I suppose it all depends on context. If you're looting food, fine. The way they were looting, one of them looted a colour TV, ironically. Mm. 
episode of Black and White. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the first episode was black and white. I probably should mention it that because they destroyed the color um, print. Result. Print. So all they had left was the black and white one for episode one. Yeah, we won't need that one again, will we? No. no. What about episodes three, four, two, three, and four? I'll leave. Just get rid of Feston. We don't need that much space. Just one will do. <laughs> Clear thought here. Um, yeah, I like the, I like the whole looters thing, along with the mystery of the deserted uh, London thing. The what? The deserted London. Oh yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I just like yeah, the turned that, up London. Oh, you didn't find yeah, out what it was immediately. It took took like an episode or two. Mm-hmm. Although one of the looters, you could see one of the, the first time you see a looter, you don't know what he is, but he's chewing gum. So it's just like, well, he's obviously up to no good, then, isn't he? <laughs> You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the... B-Interlude. Yeah, I did like that one. That was good. I appreciated that. I weren't going to, but I did. So in this libation break, uh, we're going to be talking about Londonium. Yes. Uh, from Rooster's Brewing Company. It's apparently a traditional coffee porter. Yes, I thought it was. I could taste the coffee. The, the, there's there's things written on this bottle. Um, not nothing much of interest to be found. It's not a bad porter. It was brewed with emphasis on flavour and aroma, as opposed to wetness <laughs> and viscosity. You've got, to, you've got to pay attention to wetness and viscosity. Not if you want your flavour and aroma. <laughs> <laughs> just like to point out, I've had to look at the bottle again. <laughs> it is quite a pleasant drink for a coffee stout. I'm not a big fan of coffee flavoured things. I like porters and stouts with a bit of flavour to them, be it chocolate or coffee. Although it is, I will concede it is very hard to get a good one. Yeah. We're not going to mention that chocolate thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is. A very light, smooth, drinkable style. Yes, it's not too heavy. But then it is a porter as opposed to a... No, well, it's yeah, a porter ju- as, ju- opposed ju- as, as opposed to a Just swirling it around in the glass, you can tell the lack of viscosity that you normally get with a stout. <coughs> What's the difference between a porter and a stout here? There is virtually no difference. They're technically the same thing. Alright. Well, why do they have different names? They don't. It's sort of historically, some people have tended to use porter to refer to stronger stouts, but they're all the same drink. Porter stout is the same thing. Alright. 
There's actually no technical real difference between them both. Very good. I was at a beer festival last night and had a few porters. They were quite nice. Slash stouts. But there was one of them was a spicy one, but it was sold out so I didn't have it. Which is quite annoying, but there you are. But yeah, you know, if you want to get into your real strong stouts and stuff, you're looking at Imperial stouts, your Russian Imperial stouts, and mm. they're generally your stronger ones. But you'll be hard pressed to find any difference between what people call a stout and a porter. It's good beer, I wouldn't give a sticker at it. See, I'm in two minds, but. Yeah. Well, I think but we should the, be giving yeah, stickers to things yeah. that are exceptional rather than just good. Mm. But if I'm only in two minds and you are not convinced, that it's not getting a sticker. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a sticker. Um, but it's a very nice drinkable porter slash stout, <laughs> which, which I which I wasn't expecting from a a, a coffee stout, because I always turn my nose up at coffee flavored stuff. Oh, I like coffee flavored stuff. I don't. I like coffee, but not coffee flavored stuff. I'd be the opposite, but then I drink a lot more coffee these days as well. Um. So the doctor then. Okay, the doctor. <clears throat> yeah, where did his car come from all of a sudden? He made it or something, I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, in one of the episodes, I think it was episode 5, it doesn't matter which episode it was. In previous episodes, he'd, he'd borrowed a jeep and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, in episode four, he turns up in his new stingray mobile. <laughs> it's a who mobile. <laughs> it's a stingray mobile. Which is never said on screen for obvious reasons. It looks like a drivable stingray. Well, that's what it is then. You see it again, I'm not sure. Definitely once more, anyway. So, my question is, 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 if it wasn't ready like an hour ago in the previous episode, <laughs> but now it is ready, where was it and who was working on it? Why is it all of a sudden it just become know. available? Because he was waiting for Amazon to deliver it. I would rather have seen him taking delivery of that than roaming around the countryside for half an hour. <laughs> See the doctor take delivery of a car from Amazon. Um, so the doctor, yeah, they, they found the only per when they were arrested, and then the, the head military guy came in to sentence them and shit. And he didn't know the doctor, who the doctor was. That one, but he was the military advisor, or yeah, to the unit or whatever. Have they found the only person in the military who doesn't know who the doctor is? It seems like there's a lot of people in the military who doesn't know him, though. Because they, the guy in charge, Finch Boy, he didn't know him. Grumpy bastard. Yeah. He didn't know who he was. He and he's in charge of the whole thing. 
He's in charge. He's of in the charge army. of the army. Everywhere. Yeah. So how can he not know who the Doctor is? Maybe it's everybody that's in the army don't know who the Doctor is. Everybody in uni does. Maybe they all have like an amnesia ray or something. A lot. Da, 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 da. But yeah, I did. I did like it in that scene where he was getting arrested, rather nonchalantly, and mm. he's taking it all in his stride. He, he's cracking jokes and <laughs> he's posing for Kent and stuff. And it was getting uh, Sarah to do it as well. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I like that. But she was kind of frightened, but she just cop. But she still copied the doctor, you know, to make it look as if she wasn't. Quite like that. But yeah, it it was quite fun. About the most funnest the doctor was this. <laughs> Just here. <laughs> the doctor also him and Sarah Jane are talking about when the dinosaurs were and he says to her she says that no, millions of years ago and he says sixty five million years to be precise. And I said, It's not that precise. <laughs> What is it precise? I don't know what it is precise. <laughs> but you know, if you're going to say to be precise, you should be precise. And not round up to the nearest million. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or the nearest five million, even. Uh, well, yes. Who knows how, who, who knows? how unprecise it was? Exactly. Stop being unprecise. It could be 2.5 million unprecise. <laughs> exactly. Or oh, precisely. No. But yes, oh look, they did yet another distraction escape routine. I'm going to distract you and then hit you around the back of the head. Yeah, and he did, escape. He did and that. oh look, we're captured again. He did that, which he didn't need to do in any way, shape or form. <laughs> yeah. Because the guy that he was going to hit around the head eventually, when he, after he's distracted him, was facing the wrong way at the start. <laughs> he just attracted the attention of the guy that wasn't paying attention to him to start with. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just guessing he was hyper because he takes four spoons of sugar in his tea. <laughs> there was a bit where he actually was putting teaspoons of sugar into his tea. And I was like, alright, I'm going to count how many of this is. Four! Jesus. Does he want any tea in that? Yeah, and, and then gets caught again. But only gets caught because he, he runs into the the transportation that's already going there. <laughs> <laughs> he gets himself caught. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, the whole thing where he's wandering around the countryside for no reason mm. um, and then he comes back and T-Rex is like raw going raw mm. and I just think that episode cliffhanger is pretty much the same as like episode 2 or 3 <laughs> yeah so many cliffhangers are just a dinosaur being raw they should have had the, the whole Mike Cage being a traitor thing, you know, that reveal, that should have been at least one cliffhanger. Mm. 
It's it's an important person in unit, and suddenly he's a traitor. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been. Should have been. But they don't do cliffhangers, right? <laughs> wrong. As we know. <laughs> Always wrong. Um, oh, so the Doctor's outfit looked better in black and white than colour, I thought. I didn't have an opinion on that Maybe, Maybe the Sixth Doctor's outfit would look better in black and white as well. Well, well, well let's try that when we are. Yeah, just watch it in black and white. Sure. I think we should just watch everything in black and white for now. <laughs> everything? Yeah, exception this list. Are you just trying to reduce your TV license? <laughs> Which brings us on to Sarah. Do they still do that for black and white? I don't think so. I'd be, I, I don't know. Does anyone have a black and white TV anymore? Probably not. Mm hmm. Um, Sarah Jane Smith Pterodactyl attacks her and she answers like like it's bats in her hair rather than a creature from many 65 but it was, years a, it was a tiny eagle baby pterodactyl it, it was more like a bat yeah but it's just what damage is tiny little eagle baby going to do stop saying eagle baby <laughs> that's what it was there's an equal wave of dance. <laughs> Seriously, it's not doing anything. Well, it might have a bit of sharp teeth, but just punch it. Stop punching dinosaurs. <laughs> it's your answer to everything. If a dinosaur's going to try and bite me, I'm going to punch him. On the nose. But wherever. You're going to swift up the cuts. I think you're getting dinosaurs and sharks mixed up. I'll get you a swift up good to Joe. And then wreck his neck. You're not axe cop. <laughs> no. I didn't say I'd chop its head off. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah's she she does seem to have gotten uh, the hang of this old time travel stuff quite quickly. Yes. She's gonna use it oh dinosaurs turned up. Oh that's no. <laughs> She doesn't seem phased by anything anymore. Yeah, time travelling dinosaurs and <laughs> turning up. Well, yeah, this is what happens now. I've been in the TARDIS once. This is what happens. I'm guessing. Well, has she only been in it once? I'm guessing they had some adventures in between. Uh, well, and well, his whole point was bringing her home. So I would surmise that. This was like her second trip in the TARDIS. She, she stowed away and gone there to another planet and now he's bringing her home. Yeah. So, second trip, no more other adventures. So, no more other adventures. Never more. She also was going to take photos of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Because that's bound to prove that they existed. Photographs of things always work whenever people are showing them. Yeah, one thing I did like uh, 
with Sarah Jane is that when, when they were looking for the for that base, mm-hmm. scientific base, and Big D says no, I've Big D says basically he's exhausted all his options, investigated. There's there's no base possibly at all, and so just says, he's rubbish. I'm going to do it myself, and investigates it and finds the base. Well, yeah, she is a journalist, although. Well, we used to be, but now apparently she's the doctor's assistant. Yep. It's a bit weird. But, you know, it is good that she still investigates the stuff and things. That's surely a promotion, though. (laughs) From anything to doctor's assistant is a promotion. Well, not from doctor to doctor's assistant. Well. (laughs) From present to the time lord to doctor's assistant. (laughs) Oh, but it's, yeah, no it's, one did that. Romana did the opposite. <laughs> Which is why she's the best. <laughs> Not Ian. Well, only after me. But yeah, is Yates trying to get it on with her now that uh, Joe's left? Was that, was that what that was about? It just seemed it was a little bit uh, flirty, that scene. Maybe it was some sort of girl trying to hide himself or something, I don't know. Possibly. Or maybe he's just a great big woman, I don't So, in the end, I don't know. Thanks for your input. Thank you. Um, I'm always here. Sarah Jane Smith also seems to meet every single traitor that there is. Just in her room. But, but she has all the luck getting stickers for sticker albums. Is there anybody in the story that didn't actually meet all the traitors? Yes. So she did the same as everybody else. No! <laughs> Okay, she met them and whenever they were still pretending to be alright. Yeah, I'm never twigged. I'll let you off with that. Unit. They uh, took over a school this time. <coughs> Which was nice. Yeah, because they love taking over the bodies. They didn't plaster their uh, photos and stuff, though. So. Big day didn't like no. he used to do. <laughs> he didn't take over as much as he used to. <laughs> I'm going to take all the photos down and put me over. This is picture of the reader smiling with his thumbs up. Here's my own finger paintings. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he did. <laughs> I think he did. Maybe that's what we saw in the background. The Brigadier's <laughs> finger paintings and... <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous things, what? Can you imagine the whole of London being evacuated by unit? That's never going to happen. Unit can't do a fucking thing. That's what I'm saying. Just doesn't make any sense to me. That's where the whole story fell down. That's why they brought the military in. The military was in charge, not unit. It was Finchy boy. Alright then. 
That's why stuff happened. You see, it was the wrong way around. But also, uh, the worst cup ever. Not, not the uh, best cup. Not the best one. The worst one. Yes, this was one that the doctor was drinking in units. Doesn't the aforementioned four spoons of sugar one? Yeah, it was like a white cup. It had stains on it. It was chipped. It was awesome. Best cup. It was brilliant. General Grump of the military, not unit, um, didn't believe anything anyone was telling him. So he couldn't possibly be the traitor. Oh, wait, he was. You mean Finchy Boy? Yeah. Finchy Boy, yes. Finchy Boy also said about uh, that time travel scientist who went missing. People disappear all the time. Can't change their names. <laughs> all the time. I've just done it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, whenever you're speaking to someone and all they do is make excuses, chances are they've done something bad. <laughs> Good thing you, you didn't have a helicopter as well because they were able to tell where the doctor was. Mm-hmm. And they cooked. Where were they, guys? Somewhere along trees. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's helped you. Is there a budget spent already? <laughs> they should have got that second one they got. They did get two for one, though, again. <laughs> or are they saving that for the next episode? Benton actually was quite good in this one. Mm-hmm. In that he did stuff. Yeah. Like kicked ass. And he took out and he took out Yates. Yeah, and uh, he let the doctor escape and things. Yeah. It was. I thought so. But yeah, he, he, he was actually quite prominent in this episode. Mm. Yes, he was actually. Oh, moving on to uh, Evans. Or Yeggs. Or whatever you want to call him. I want to call him Evans. Yeah, he wanted... Uh, he, no, sorry, he wanted... He had time off because of the maggots. In the Green Death. Yeah. So, it, so this is the first time we've seen him in this series. Obviously. Is he a wimp? Yes, well that's from what I made. Uh, how come he gets time off for seeing some maggots <laughs> and nobody else does? That's what, uh, and I made a note for this one, for, that he was so weak, because he was like to the other scientists that in the Operation Golden Age. Um, let me explain to the doctor, he might help us, and they're like, no, so he doesn't do it. Let's see. It's just Yates slash Evans. Speaking of the uh, the scientist that I was talking to. Yes, one of them was played by Martin Jarvis. Who is? Who was Alfred in the Arkham, Batman Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is in this one, he was played to play the character called Butler. 
a movie star. Excellent. I did like the uh, the mat the mat the rat in the maze game that they played with the doctor when he was trying to break in. The they got him on camera and they were just like closing doors and uh, directing him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Back out of the maze, if you like. It's like, alright then, uh, okay, I've got nowhere else to go, but out. <laughs> <laughs> but one my, 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 one of my questions about this uh, whole operation these scientists have got going on, yeah. the Operation Golden Age, which was selecting a select group of people to repopulate the Earth. Mm. Is why did they choose a bunch of idiots? Because <laughs> and, and like Zedless celebrities, and this is idiots on that. Uh, well, idiots on a spaceship reminded me of Enemy of the World. Because <laughs> also in that one, they had idiots underground who thought it was radioactive above ground. No, that anyone yeah, would right. ever check these things. Never check. And uh, on the spaceship, they like denim, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's the entire wardrobe stuff that they've got on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, the one room, they were like about, what were eight of them just sat around in like <laughs> denim jackets and jeans and stuff. <laughs> it was like denim anonymous meeting somewhere. <laughs> Damn. They're also the type that would agree to a pyramid scheme. There might have been in one. Possibly. And given that there's a spaceship that was like underground that was built. So it's not actually a spaceship, but like a cellar or something, but they've done it up. Um, does that mean it's another brick spaceship? Just like the sensor is. I think it does. Excellent. Maybe that can be our new count. How many brick spaceships? <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two brick spaceships. <laughs> because as, as we said last time, the caves are getting boring. Can the viewers think of anything else we could possibly count from here on in? Not retroactively. You're using plurals again, Gav. Sorry, can Al think of anything? What's a uh, what's a reminder room? I'm I'm not sure. I might just have to pop into the reminder room <laughs> to, to find out to remember. <laughs> but yes, in the spaceship, oh, the, the pretend spaceship, they had a reminder room. <laughs> well, I said to you that you know whenever you go into a room and then you forget why you went in there. At that point, you go into the reminder room and it remembers you. What if you go into the reminder room and you forget why you <laughs> went into the reminder room? You never forget why you went into the reminder room. Never. 
Or, or is there just scribblings across all the walls of the reminder room? Everything that you've got to do, you put in the reminder room. And then if you forget, you have to go back in. Yeah. It's just a massive whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I want one. <laughs> Sounds like a zero room to me. Oh yes, the uh, the that stuff, yeah, the new capital. Whenever they evacuated London, was Harrogate. It's not very likely, is it? <laughs> Too far north, isn't it? The the can place Harrogate wherever they want. Though. <laughs> They're just going to move Harrogate. Why do they have to keep Harrogate in the same place? Or even call it Harrogate? Well, here's the thing. If they could move Harrogate, why didn't they just move London? Maybe they did. They moved London to Harrogate, and Harrogate's now London. Full of dinosaurs and no people. Sounds like Harrogate to me. <laughs> They've moved the dinosaurs now, though. Oh, that's the plan. All the dinosaurs and things. Speaking of it, what the f- point of the dinosaurs? <laughs> there was literally no point to them. Yeah. They the said that the dinosaurs were meant as a distraction to get people to evacuate. Okay. Which, which happened pretty damn quickly. Yeah. But if they were going to make all of humankind not exist anyway because of things, why does it need to evacuate everybody? I don't know. Yeah, they were going to rule back time, weren't they? Yeah. Um, well, yeah be- I don't know. Maybe it would be because it was localised, so they need everybody out of the immediate area, apart from the people that they wanted. But surely that's not that big an area. And considering the idiots that they're saving, a few more idiots, <laughs> they're probably bound to get even luckier and get more intelligent people. Well, you say that. <laughs> it is London. Yeah. Um, quotes, then. This is my quote. Do you really think you can knock out a dinosaur with that thing? Naturally. How? By a simple molecular reaction. I see. I doubt it. Excellent. Hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Quite a struggle to find quotes in this one. Yeah, I did. I weren't feeling it. I'm watching it. I I weren't really impressed with much of what anyone said, but I I think I'll settle for this one that Evans said. Curse you, Evans. It's slightly amused me. You'll be caught martial for this, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Very sorry, sir. Yes, that was quite amusing. Final thoughts on the Ever story? It wasn't too bad, son. I thought it wasn't too bad, but then it seemed to go a bit weird towards the end with the whole spaceship parts. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't mind. The, the, there were two episodes that were just entirely too dragged out. It should have been a four-parter. Yeah, that's right. That Four-quarter, get rid of the whole spaceship thing, mainly because it makes no sense, and stuff. 
uh, and stop having the doctor just cozy around the countryside for an episode in his thing <laughs> car just because why what what are you doing stop it <laughs> just stop it um, next seriously time. did anything fucking happen in that episode <laughs> anything at all all things happened he left London went for a drive he came back at the end of the episode to find some dinosaurs why that's it next time <laughs> I'll be doing Death to the Daleks Death to the Daleks because Daleks all over the shop and uh, our end quote will go something like this do you want to do the honors go? The dinosaurs became extinct because they didn't have a space program. And that was by Larry Niven. I believe Larry Niven was the guy that wrote Ring World or something. He also wrote an episode or possibly two of Star Trek the Animated Series. Discussion. Concluded. Doctor, it's rather large. Bigger the better, Brigadier.